This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We haven't caught up with this guy in quite a while. It's Masters weekend. It's week 10 in the NFL. We welcome in from the Against All Odds podcast from Best Bet Corner, ExtraPoints.com, and a member of the Degenerate Trifecta, the great Harry Gagnon. Harry, my boy. What's happening, brother? JJ, it's been too long. How are you, my friend? Harry, all is well. No complaints. Always good hearing your voice. Uh, let's start here. How weird was it for you watching Masters action uh, smack dab in the middle of November? Boy, was that something else today? I mean, I couldn't wait. I, I Honestly, it was like I, I was up at like 5 a.m. here on the West Coast, and, and I'm just, I couldn't, it was like a kid on Christmas. I couldn't wait till it was on. I'm just, I'm flipping between ESPN. I'm flipping between the Golf Channel, just trying to get info and know what's going on. I know it was going to be bad weather today a little bit, a little rain in the beginning of the day, which was a little bit of a damper, uh, put a damper on things. But still, we got it rolling. It's here. I thought it was going to also, I thought it was going to be, it was, they, these guys were hot. You see, like Freddie Couples sweating through a shirt. I mean, it was humid there and, and sticky instead of being something, you know, for being in November where it could be cold in Georgia, it wasn't. It was, it was interesting to say. Okay, Harry. Now, when it comes to the golf, who do you like? Who are you on? Does your opinion change at all after what you saw on Thursday? A little, a little, you know, I, like I, you know, me and you had sent some messages back and forth, JJ, and, uh, you know, I was on, uh, Xander Chauffle for the, uh, for the beginning. Uh, I got him, uh, at like 12, 15 to 1. Uh, you can get him now at 10 to 1. Uh, he shot a nice 5, uh, under 67. And remember, he tied for second last year, uh, at the Masters. So he is definitely someone who's dangerous. Today, three under. Um, he's made four straight top tens at the Masters. You know, he's never won it, so that's someone with a guy here who's a, basically a year, year and a half in. JJ Matthew Wolf. Sorry, Ricky Fowler, but Matthew Wolf is the best player on tour from Oklahoma State currently right now, and this kid finished second. If you remember. Second at the U.S. Open. He's got a win already under his belt. He's only 21, 14th ranked in the world. He's three under right now, and uh, he didn't finish either. I think he's through 10. And this is a guy, he's second in Eagles in the, in, in the in tour. So, you know, two was getting Eagle today, eight was. And, of course, on the back nine, 13 and 15 are very possible Eagle holes. Look out for him. I see him right now at 18 to 1, Matthew Wolf. Look out, J.J., for him. All right, Harry, let's get to some NFL action, my brother. And yeah. I want to start here. 
the team that you were talking up to me at the beginning of the year, my beloved Miami Dolphins. Harry, I know you were bullish on the Finns. I know you expected them to go over six wins. You mm-hmm. did not think that it'd be five and three halfway through the year with a legitimate chance of making a postseason. I know you didn't think that highly of the Dolphins. I mean, did you? You know what? I kind of did because look, you know we're we're you know we have seven playoff spots now uh, in the AFC and the NFC, and Miami. They me and last time me and you spoke. You know, we you were you were in love, and I was in love with the way they did things. And they finally went out, spent some money in, in uh, free agency, and made a couple nice transactions. Um, look, they've things have really coming together now. I know a lot of fans, and I have faith in Brian Flores. I think he's a heck of a coach. I think the way they closed the season last year was very great. Was was awesome the way they did it because most teams would just lay down and die. They didn't do that. So coming into the season, you know. And, and Fitzpatrick had been playing pretty good, so I wasn't so sure about the pull there and putting in Tua. Um, fortunate in that Rams game that the, spe- the, the defense and special teams were fantastic. Um, he played well last week. It was a fun game to watch against Arizona, a great game. Tua played well. Now we're coming into this week here in this game against the Chargers. This is a very interesting game. I know Preston Williams uh, not going to be playing, leads the team in touchdowns, so now we got to have other players step it up here. But other players have been stepping it up for the the, the Dolphins. Look, you want to even go kicking-wise. Jason Sanders is perfect, 38 for 38 this year. Uh, Xavier Howard, he leads the second in the NFL in picks with four. His team has forced 14 turnovers. Kyle Van Noy, they picked up in the free agency. They got him out off the Patriots. He's got two sacks, two fumble recoveries. Everyone's doing their part here, stepping it up. And can they catch the Bills? I know they do have to. Uh, uh, they lost to the Bills already, which is a game they, uh, they could have won. But still, they still can get this done, J.J. Just a couple more things go their way. The fourth in the NFL in turnover differential at plus five. I think they got a bit of an easier schedule than, than the Buffalo does, too. Buffalo still has the Steelers. Uh, Miami still gets the Jets. Meanwhile, Buffalo's already played the Jets twice. And with the Bills do play the Dolphins last week of the season. Wouldn't that be something if that meant the division? Harry, sign me up for that right now. You a little concerned <laughs> with this line, though? It's only one and a half with the Chargers. Why is that line so low? Boy, you know, it's low because as of right now, I think the Offensive Rookie of the Year has to go to Justin Herbert. He's got 19 total touchdowns. JJ five of seven starts when he just got thrown in there. You know, it's not like it was a it was a set thing. They just threw him in there. Uh, he's got 290 yards in five of the seven starts, and this team has the best point differential at minus 11 in the AFC with teams that have a losing record. They just can't close games. So the, I think there's still a little bit out there that pe- that the odds makers don't have a, a ton of faith in Tua and the game that the Dolphins beat the Rams uh, in. It just happened to flip like a, you know you snapped your fingers and that was all of a sudden a 21 point swing from uh, what should have been for the Rams and it wasn't. It went to Miami, so they were fortunate there. They pulled out the game last week in Arizona, but the Chargers still they they should have won so many more games and they just haven't. But, boy, I'll tell you what, the line's come from Miami 3 to 1.5, J.J. I'm still um, – this is going to be a tough game. And this really may come down to a game, point or two game again because it seems like all the Chargers games do. Yeah, and they find ways to lose them. Uh, and that's why when that line was 2.5, I was like, look, don't be surprised if Miami wins it by 1 or 2, Chargers mm-hmm. cover the number, 
And of course, their hearts are still broken. We got Harry Gagnon from the Against All Odds podcast, part of the Degenerate Trifecta. Okay, Harry, I know you're a giant guy. Before we get to this line with Philadelphia, I want to get your sense. How do you feel about your head coach, Joe Judge? How do you feel about your quarterback in Daniel Jones? I think Joe Judge has done a pretty good job with this team. He's keeping, these, keeping the guys in it. They've covered five of the last six weeks. Um, Daniel Jones, I'm not so fond about. I mean, it's still, if you're going to bet the Giants, you got to roll the dice with, will Jones throw that pick six? Will he get a strip sack return for a touchdown? And they don't really have the offense to catch up if something like that happens. But this week is interesting because it's the Eagles coming to town. Same thing. You know, uh, Eagles have beaten the Giants eight times in a row. They've beaten them seven times in a row at, at MetLife by five points or more. But boy, I'll tell you what, the last two times the Giants have played the Eagles, they have played them tough. They, you, we know earlier this season on, that, on Thursday uh, night, if Evan Ingram makes that catch, it's all but over. The Giants win that game, and they hand uh, lost to Philly, which they definitely would have needed that game, Philly. Giants should have had that game, and to end the season last year, they lost in overtime by six to the Eagles. I'm, I'm calling it right here. Don't take the three and a half, everybody. You don't need to because the Giants are pulling this game out. They've been playing tough for Judge. Daniel Jones keeps this game under control. And I think Evan Ingram is going to rebound here. He's going to be the difference in this game because he cost the Giants in that game against Philly on Thursday night. He has a huge game. Daniel Jones hooks up with him plenty. Giants win this game straight up, J.J. Wow, feeling frisky with the Giants. So you can get right now a plus 160 on the money line. All right, Harry. Coming off a bye, how do you normally feel about teams? Is that something you normally like? Is that something that scares you? Is it a case-by-case basis? Reason I asked that question, the Rams, to me, are in an interesting spot. They got whooped by the Dolphins, but it was a misleading game as far as yardage is concerned. They Mm -hmm. beat up Seattle last year when they played them at home in a primetime game. Rams coming off their bye against Wilson and the Seahawks. What's your take on that game? Boy, tough game. You you know what? I I, I hear you, and I I can understand where – you know, last again, last year, last couple times, uh, Rams at home have beaten Seattle. I think they rolled them last year, but that was when Seattle sort of didn't need the game, and the Rams did sort of late in the season. So I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna give the uh, Seattle a pass on that, and I'm gonna take the Seahawks here. I know the defense is pathetic; they're last in defense and giving up total yards, but. In this spot here, I just think that Russell Wilson gets it done because he just does not lose games back-to-back. He has the best win percentage in after a loss in the NFL history. He's like 82%. Uh, I think it's 30. I think it totaled up 34 games. In the last 34 games he's been quarterback, he's lost back-to-back games just once. He just gets it done here. And I just don't think the Rams have enough here to get it done. They're a good team, but I think Seattle bounces back here. They've got too many weapons in terms of the wide receiving core. They've got uh, Metcalf has just been unbelievable this year, right? And so hasn't Lockett. So I'm going to take Seattle based on what Russell Wilson can do. Doesn't lose games back-to-back. I think they take the Rams down by a field goal. Uh, Tampa and Carolina is interesting. Carolina has been everybody's darling, taking mm-hmm. them as an underdog. I know the trends in the numbers for Teddy Bridgewater are insane, 
But doesn't this have bounce back Tampa spot written all over it? Don't you get the sense Carolina might be a little square here as a dog? Oh, I do, especially with McCaffrey being out, which in the first time these two teams met this year, McCaffrey had two touchdowns, and Carolina didn't have much of an offense. McCaffrey had the two scores. He's not there. Now, I know Anderson and Moore are number number three, number seven in the NFL. You wouldn't think that. But Carolina has two guys in the top ten in terms of yards, yards, per game and they're like number three and number seven but I just don't think they get it done here I agree with you JJ this is a bounce back game for the Bucks. I mean they were bad against the Giants and probably should have lost that game they were they're horrendous horrendous on uh Sunday night against uh, New Orleans now Tampa Bay in the first matchup here uh they had three rushing touchdowns maybe they get back to the basics with Fournette and Jones on that and Tampa Bay's defense forced five sacks three turnovers Teddy two gloves had no touchdowns I think it's just too much here for Carolina, even though they're home. Bucks minus five. Maybe they just roll in this game. Maybe the Bucks just win this game going away by like 20, 21 points. Harry Gagnon from the Against All Odds podcast. He joins us here on The Fan. All right, Harry, before we get to your best bets of the weekend, which we will mm-hmm. do in a moment, uh, you got New Orleans coming off their win of the year probably against Tampa. San Francisco, on the other hand, is coming off an all-time embarrassment against the Green Bay Packers. You know everybody and their mother is going to bet New Orleans this week. I know it's very tough to say with certainty, wow, you like the Niners, because I know they're beat up. I know they're not the same team they were a year ago. But am I crazy to find a little bit of value here with the Niners maybe getting nine and a half? Maybe. You know, maybe, J.J., but I just don't know. I mean, look, uh, this. I mean, have we ever said... I don't think we've we've never seen a team go through what the Niners have had to go through this year with COVID, with the injuries. Uh, it's been unbelievable. They probably shouldn't even play that game, or they should have pushed it back. I think it, I think it was kind of unfair that they had to play that game last week on Thursday. Uh, they've lost two in a row now uh, by double digits both games. I just don't think here. I mean, granted. I don't love New Orleans' passing attack, but uh, but overall here, I think this is a spot where San Fran may just be And then it's got the Saints, and then they got the Rams, and then they got the Bills. Three tough games in a row after losing to the Packers in Seattle. Just don't know if they have anything left in the tank. I can't take the Niners here. I'd still lean towards the Saints. Okay, Harry, now it's time, amigo. Yeah. Best bets. Week 10, I opened the floor to college as well. What do you love this weekend? Got a couple. I'm going to give you one college play. It's tomorrow night, Friday night. I love Friday night special as I'm on the air. (laughs) All right, something to think about here. Here we go. I'm going to give this one to you. Iowa's playing Minnesota. They're on the road. Uh, Iowa is. Uh, You can get Minnesota at plus one. Forget the three and a half, JJ. Forget it. Take the money line on the Golden Gophers at plus 145. Look, Iowa has had some off-the-field issues. They have four players in the past two weeks uh, decided they're going to be transferring. Another player had a DUI. This, Tanner Morgan's a pretty good quarterback. He had a nice season last year for the Gophers. He had 30 touchdowns. But I'm going to tell you right right now why Minnesota's going to win this game. I'm telling you about this kid is amazing. The running back, Muhammad Ibrahim, he has is getting six yards of carry, J.J., in three games. He's got 600 yards rushing. He's got 10 touchdowns. He's gone 2-4-4 four, four in, in three games, 10 touchdowns on the ground. He's going to be the difference in this game. Iowa's, like I said, off-field issues. They're 1-2. and two. 
Minnesota put, has put up some big numbers. They rolled uh, Illinois on the road last week. So I'm going to take Minnesota plus 145 money line over Iowa. And then the pros, JJ, look, I'm taking the Broncos here plus the five and a half against the Raiders. I know a lot of people are on, on the Raiders this week and, and rightfully so. They've been playing tough and they've been pulling games up. And I don't know about their five and three record. They're still minus 11 in point differential for the season. Despite their five and three, got very just, lucky last week too. Let's very. be honest, Harry. I had them. I had them because listen, I love the line movement and the Chargers find ways to lose. They should have lost that game. The only problem I have with that pick, Harry, is I had the Broncos last week against Atlanta and they did me dirty. Uh, it took them three quarters to show up. Would you think well, about laying? Let me ask you a question: With the Broncos playing as poorly as they have in first halves this year, is that a situation in which maybe you wait? Go half your stack first half, or you go for a half your stack for the game, mm. and then you load up with the Broncos in the second half. I can see that. I can definitely see that. But you know, Denver. I cannot look. You can understand too. Last week, that Denver was a bit of letdown after what they did the week before, rallying to win thirty-one thirty against the Chargers at home. But look, I just think overall, Denver two and two on the road. They have a plus three differential. Jerry Judy had his best game. As a pro last week, he had 125 yards. Uh, Locke Lock found him plenty. Raiders defense, pass defense, 26th in the league, J.J., and their defense overall. They have just – the Raiders defense has nine sacks on the entire season. They only have three picks as a team. Nobody has more than one. I think Denver comes in here not only – I mean, I'll take the five and a half, but they could win this game straight up. Harry Gagnon, Against All Odds podcast. Harry. Bonus question. You've been on Tampa Bay since March. You've loved them. You thought mm. Brady was going to go there. You've been sipping the Kool-Aid. You yeah. still buying the fact that they're the best team in the NFC? You know, it's funny. Cousin Sal was ripping me a little bit about that because of what happened last week for Tampa Bay uh, on, on Sunday. That, like, what are they going to do now? And you know what? I told him this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that this 38-3 loss to the Saints at home was the best thing could, that could happen to them. But if you remember a couple years ago when Tom Brady and the Patriots played the Dolphins, your Dolphins, and that crazy lateral play to end the game, Kenyon Drake took it in for the score, that was, you'd think maybe that was the collapse of Tom Brady and the Patriots. Guess what? They didn't lose another game. They went on to win the Super Bowl. So maybe this 38-3 to game against the Saints might be the best thing. They just one bad game. They were awful. They cleaned the slate. They wiped the slate down, and Tampa Bay comes back. And like I said, we, we mentioned they play the Panthers, and they get the Rams at home. They get the Chiefs at home. So let's see how those games go. Let's see how Brady performs. Let's see this defense, which I still have faith in, gets it done. And I think they can still challenge and take the Saints down. Maybe not in the division because the Saints have taken them down twice now. But still, I love Tampa Bay still because I'm, I have a lot of faith in their defense, and I still have faith in Brady. Harry Gagnon, Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal and the boys. He's a part of the Degenerate Trifecta, BestBetCorner.com, ExtraPoints.com. Harry, I love the bro. Stay safe. Uh, we will chat soon, and hopefully the Dolphins, for your sake, bro, will continue to take care of business. The boys say hi, JJ, and yeah, let's do the Dolphins. Come on, let's get this game this weekend. We need this one. Thanks, Sal. can only help. All right, Harry, have a good weekend, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, you too, bud. Good stuff there from Harry Gagnon. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.